Panic disorder, rage, severe depression On top of all that, I'm stressing uh -huh. Took a blind date to my therapy session And then tried to kill her Her first impression was I'm groovy I gotta be, I need a lumbotomy yes. But when I press play, trouble leaves up out of me Fuck the real world and my fat ass stuck in Cause in my music, hotties are fucking Woo. expression Getting out all I wrote Depression, ripping out all your throat And if my hearing was ever to go Mass murder would be inevitable I'm a... Welcome to Maniacal Music Musings. I'm your host as always, Jeremy, and this episode I'm talking about today is pure pandemonium. Forgive me if I'm speaking in tongues and tempting torture. All I blow is loud, but let me introduce you to my co-host. He was born inside a casket, bleeding, yelling mama. Like that kid in what he Gilbert Grape, but... All hope is gone because he has no heart, no love. But be happy, he won't rape your mind. He'll say my, my, my psychosis puts me in a dilemma. So be careful because he's can't see motherfucking grief. Bye. See, when they're, with the returning guests, when they're used to it, we don't get their effect. Yeah, that's all right, though. You may chance you cry now, how you feel, but... Our guest tonight, as advertised, is the return of the music god himself, Mr. C.J. Plain. I'm back, bitches. <laughs> god help the world. But yeah. let me out of the asylum for the night. Oh, and this is going to be an interesting one, folks, because... We're going back to a good old-fashioned rap battle, something we haven't done in a long time now. But what can I say? It's about time we did one again, and some of us are waiting for CJ to come on to do certain things, so it works. <laughs> but, but they already know where you're from because you've been on the show more than a plenty of times now. But what album did you bring, and why do you want to bring it? Um... The one I wanted to bring, I could not bring because it is not available on a streaming service. And it really pisses me off because I know it's a record that Chansey will absolutely fucking love. I know it is, and it's not on streaming, so it pisses me off that I cannot use it. But my backup uh, was NF, uh, the brand new one called Hope. Dear God, please Hear me out, I know it's been a couple years Since I've reached Out and said hello, I bet you're wondering Why I keep Obsessing on and stressing all the little things When I should Living life and soaking up the memory I know I've been selfish I have no excuse to give you it's true Hanging by a thread's how I live I don't know why but I feel more comfortable Living in my agony Watching my self-esteem go up in flames acting like I don't care what anyone else thinks 
Been this way so long, it feels like something's off when I'm not depressed. I got some issues that I won't address. I got some baggage I ain't open yet. I got some demons I should put to rest. I got some traumas that I can't forget. I got some phone calls I've been avoiding. Some family members I don't really connect with. Some things I said I wish I wouldn't not let slip. Some hurtful words that never should've left my lips. Some bridges burned. I'm not ready to rebuild yet. Some insecurities I haven't dealt with yet. I'll be the first to admit that I'm a lonely soul. And the last to admit I need a hand to hold. Losing hope, headed down a dangerous road. Strange, I know, but I feel most at home when I'm living in my agony. Watching my self esteem go up in flames, acting like I don't care what anyone else thinks. When I know truthfully that that's the furthest thing from how I feel, but I'm too proud to open up and ask you to pick me up and pull me out this hole I'm trapped in. The truth is, I need help, but I just can't imagine. I was happy. Don't know what's around the bend. Don't know what my future is. But I can't keep on living in living in my agony, watching my self-esteem go up in flames, acting like I don't. Care what anyone else thinks when I know truthfully that that's the furthest thing from how I feel. But I'm too proud to open up and ask you to pick me up and pull me out this hole I'm trapped in. The truth is, I need help, but I just can't imagine who I'd be if I was happy. Happy um, He's local to me because he's a Michigan rapper Technically uh, He's actually from up north in Gladwin So uh, yeah NF and, uh, If you don't know who NF is uh, Technically he's a Christian rapper But he doesn't like being labeled a Christian Rapper per se um, ah, that makes so much yeah. sense now. Yeah, like he he gets a lot of comparisons to M, and I I get that vocally. His voice does have that sound, but he's really nothing like M at all. Like he's such a superior lyricist to M, and his stuff is like really deep and introspective, and it's about his life and the stuff he's experienced and. I mean, if you've ever gone through hard times in your life, you feel his music, man, because it's like it hits hard if you've ever had those dark times. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, NF, I think it's like his fifth record. I mean, it's, yeah, it's his fifth or sixth record now. And, fifth. Um, is it a fifth? Yeah. Um, yeah, got- I, I, I did a little Googling. Yeah. Uh, he's got a couple EPs as well. Uh, but it's, you know, and the thing with NF2, 
that's even cooler is if when you listen to the record, you got to watch the videos that go along with it too, because the videos have a recurring thing. Like one video literally leads to the next one. So they're all interconnected, like a, like a long story. And his videos are really over the top, like Spielberg type of, I mean, it is, his videos are more movies than they are videos. And probably the best videos in all of music, like hands down to me. Like I always look forward to his videos because you never know what kind of crazy shit that he'll pull out next. Um, so yeah. Um, I'm not really sure. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. What are you going to say? I'm not really sure, like, really how to go into this one because NF definitely isn't going to be for everybody. Uh, He doesn't swear in any of his music. Uh, His topics are very much about his life. But I think, like, like I said, he connects with other people because if you've ever struggled with mental health, if you've ever had, if you've ever lost a parent, like a mom, like, like he has, or anything like that, you really connect to his lyrics. Like, they hit home in a really personal way. So, uh, that's why I like NF, is because I've gone through a lot of the same stuff he has. So, when I hear his lyrics, I'm like, okay, I've been there. I've been in that dark spot. I've been in that, you know, fighting your demons and fighting these battles and feeling like you're locked in this prison of your own doing and there's, you don't know how the hell you're going to get your way out of it, but, um, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it makes sense, but I want to hear first what Chancey thought of this out on this rapper. <laughs> well, okay, here we go. So, it was, I started with this one, as I generally tend to do. I generally tend to start with the Guest's album. And for the first half of the album, I was like, when the fuck did we sign up for Sad Boy Summer? And... (laughs) 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 And... You know, I did find five that I actually enjoyed enough to be like, okay, I can put them on a five and do the thing and, you know, do the thing. But I mean, it, it was, I, you know, I can't say, I, I, I honestly say I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent about it. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. I don't dislike it. I'd probably lean a little bit more towards the dislike than the like, but it's not enough for me to be like, this fucking sucked. <laughs> like his but, beats are really different. They're like really right? dramatic. And yeah, um, they're and like yeah, you know, like like on um the first couple songs are really bombastic, and then there's a few of them where they're very very minimal, and they're almost non-existent. Where he's almost rapping a cappella, so. 
you know, like, I think he's definitely one of them people. Like I said, he's, some people are really going to love him and some people are going to be like, not for me. Um, and that's how I am with M. I mean, that I guess that's the comparison to me is I don't connect with them and other people do. And that's awesome. Like whatever, but, um, you know, I'm that way with them. Like every 10 or 15 songs M does, I might like one out of them. So, <laughs> I mean, I get definitely what, what you're saying about, you know, the sad boy summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he does have stuff. That's very, it's, um, it's definitely morose. Like, yeah. Like he, he lost his mom to drug addiction. So the song mama is literally yeah. him coming finally to terms. Cause he has an earlier song where he raps about the story of his mom dying. And by the end of it, he's literally just sobbing, crying, like just letting this shit out. And it's really hard to listen to because you're, you feel bad for the, I mean, the dude was like 19 when he recorded that song and you can tell that it's authentic. Like this isn't like something he's doing to, to gain sympathy. Like he's just pouring his soul out into the song. And now by this one, you know, he's kind of come to terms with it and he's like, you know, I've grown up and I've, we've gotten past that point and I really just hope you're happy and whatnot and in a better place, you know, and this is really, it's kind of a turning point for NF in the sense that he started to kind of come out of the darkness a little bit and look more towards there being a positive side to it. Um, because if you listen to his earlier ones, they're they're a lot darker. You know, they're, See, they're oh, you motherfucker. Ahead. You motherfucker. The, see, me and Chancey like the darkness. We hide there like freaking snails who are gonna get strolled up in the sun. Like in, we we live in the darkness. It is our daily routine. And and truthfully, as I was sitting there today re-listening to his stuff, I was kinda I started listening to his record Perception again. And I, I thought to myself, like, man, I really should have brought this one because it's <laughs> Perception is much darker and it's like on this one, he sings a lot more than he raps, which is weird. Like on the other ones, he just straight raps. There's no singing at all. And when I was listening to the Perception, I was like, damn, I really should have went with this one because, you know, this was really. It's not that it's a superior record. It's just got that edge to it. And it's really showcases what he can do vocally and lyrically. This one is kind of, like I said, he's kind of turning that corner, uh, almost like what Blue October did on Home, where Justin came out of drug addiction and he, they kind of took that right turn. And he said, okay, I don't have to be dark and morose all the time and you know I can look towards family and life and and shit like that so um yeah I I, I did screw up in that no you didn't you made a choice well, and yeah like I just I don't know like I really like this record because of the fact that it kind of it has that sense of hope to it you know because like I said I've been in that dark place and just been on the edge of 
not even existing. And when you can finally come out of it, you know, and see a little bit of sunshine and, and have that hope, um, it, it's, it's amazing. Like when our daughter was born, when she died after four days, I never thought I was going to make it past that. I really didn't because I just, it's the worst feeling in the world, losing a child. And for that year after that, I mean, I was in such a dark place, man. And I just, I didn't see any light at all. And um, then Jackson was born, you know, and, that kid is my ray of sunshine, you know? So I guess that's why I connected this because it, it, I kind of related to that, you know, like him being born was that, just that little spark that kind of pulled me back and said, okay, there's something worth continuing forward for. So, um, yeah, <laughs> not to get all. Eh, not, not, it's all good, dude. It's all good. Yeah, I, 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 that. I just uh, I can't I, I can't imagine a worse tragedy, honestly. And I mean, it is it is what it is. I mean, there's nothing you can do to change it. It just is. It is it is absolutely something that I wouldn't wish on anyone, not even my worst enemy. You know, because it's just it's unnatural, and no matter how strong you are, it, the worst feeling as a parent is knowing that your child is sick and there's nothing you can do to fix it. Like there's no cure. There's no medicine. There's no medical procedure that is going to fix it. Like it was just, we're sorry. Your child has this disease and she's going to die. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's how the doctor put it. And yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's all, it's, it's all good. It's, it's, well, it's horrible. But anywho, moving on. Anywho. Moving on. Um. <laughs> so, see, when you said you're bringing this album, I thought I was going to discover like the next huge horrorcore coming up artist. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> Complete opposite. <laughs> yeah, I see. I thought you got my. I don't know. I thought I thought like you you knew me. And you were going to be like this is going to be the next rapper you love, but. No, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I, I gotta go listen to his darker shit now because his flow is pretty amazing, and yeah. I like his lyrics. But it's just like the beats, the music was just kind of like, <laughs> ugh, like, yeah, like uh, I get it. It's just, and I mean, the only issue I have with his flow at all is it was just, it was too like what the new pop rap like flow is like. That like, oh, wait, it is Mark. a little bit on the new one. Like the earlier ones, it's very Eminem ish. Like, yeah, which are, very those are, those are probably the ones. Are, yeah, those are probably the ones are gonna like more. But yeah. I mean, he just that it's not mumble rap, but it's like kind of like heading down that road. It's 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 I don't know how I want to say it. Like it's it's stuttered a lot on this one. Yeah. Like he, it's very jolting in places. Like he'll he'll get going and then he'll stop. And then he'll start again. And um, on the song Gone, that's one of the things that I like. Like, he's got that part where he'll go into the line and then it'll stop and it'll have that almost industrial beat that'll come in. 
and it'll stop yeah. and it'll go back to the line and it'll drop back into that industrial beat. And um, the first time I heard it, I hated it. But then I realized, like, that's actually really cool because it's kind of jarring, you know, and it really it's kind of knocks you for a loop almost. Like, you don't expect it. And I, I love that it was just really unconventional the way he did it. Um, but anyway. Well, well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm i not going to say, I definitely don't dislike him. I mean, well, we'll get to that in a bit. But um, <laughs> why, don't you tell us, why don't you tell us the top five there, CJ? So for me, um, Let Him Pray is my number five. Um, just because that's actually kind of a diss track to Eminem because people keep comparing him. And I love the fact that he did a diss track to Eminem without actually mentioning or actually even being insulting like he he did a he did a positive diss track to eminem literally like you know let em pray and it just it's really cool to me like he chose the high road almost kind of like where he could have just just all over em and talked about he's sick of being compared to him and he just like it's not that important um Pandemonium is my number four because it's got that big, massive sym- symphonic type beat that he created for it. Um, Bullet is number three because that's the song that he talks about his daughter and his wife that he would literally take a bullet to save them. Um, Gone is my number two because it has that industrial type uh, thing in the middle of it. And, um, my number one is happy. Uh, happy is a song I cannot listen to, uh, without breaking down and crying because, you know, he's like, that's the one where he's like, you know, got a lot of, got a lot of demons. I haven't addressed a lot of luggage, haven't unpacked. You know, he's just talking about having all of these issues that he hasn't addressed. And that he knows he should be happy, but it's his own fault that he's not. And like I said, I relate to that. Like more than any song on there, I relate to the song because I think about my life and all the problems I have. And I sit here and I'm like, it's my own fault, man, because I refuse to, you know, I refuse to let shit go or I refuse to let past beefs just go. Because it's just hard for me. Like, if you've done me wrong, I remember. <laughs> I don't forget. So, um, you know, it's a uh, song about trying to do better, even though it's really fucking hard. So um, that's my five for this for that one. All right. And Chance a lot. How about you? Uh, well... <laughs> Uh, number five was uh, Mistake. Okay, yeah. uh, number four was Running. Uh, number three was Pandemonium. Yeah. Uh, number two was Gone. And uh, number one was Happy. Mm. <laughs> well, 
Here's oh, I actually had one honorable mention and that was careful. Cause I I did like that song. Number five was Mama. I think I'm the only one who actually put that in the list, but yeah, I I I don't know that song like stuck to me somehow, but it got pushed down along the way. Number four was Hope. Number three was Gone because I yeah that that was an amazing song. Actually, the top three all made it into my likes list on Spotify. So, and number two is Pandemonium. Because that song, that symphonicness and that song was freaking amazing. Like, Yeah, that beat on that song is just so huge, dude. And the video is. is even crazier. Like, watch the video to it. It's so, it's almost like a fucking out of it. He's got, like, the black balloons and the shopping cart. And it's fucking nuts, dude. Like, And, of course, number one is happy. Because I can't imagine who I'd be if I was happy. Like, that line is so deep. Like, it's just yeah. like. Oof, it cuts to the core. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> like a fucking knife slice right there. But um yeah, all right. And I think next we'll let Chance a lot go. Sure you don't want to save the best for last, buddy? That's what I'm doing. So you go next. Mm, mm. Uh I went with uh Juicy J. Bands are make a day. I, you know, I did the same thing I always do. I got your guys's, you know, you sent me your guys's, in, you, in, you know, I was like, okay, YouTube music, shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that how you came up with this monstrosity? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a huge fan of GCJ on, a, on the face of it. And in all reality, if I would have, uh, I have, I actually hadn't listened to the album in its entirety. There was only like two or three of them that had that was on my like list. So listening to the album, I was like, man, I could have probably picked a better album, but it's fucking GCJ, so that carries it the rest of the way. I mean, that carries it the rest of the way over the gold li- or the goal line. But uh, if, you say so, if you say so, hey man, you can say what you want. GCJ is the fucking shit. Nobody compares, and you know, nobody compares. You know, like we were talking about how NF's all pissed off because people compare him to Eminem. I don't know why he's so pissed off. Fucking, oh my God, I'm compared to greatness. Fucking, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> fucking, nobody fucking says, you know what? That guy's like Juicy J and nobody gets pissed about it. <laughs> but no, I, uh, yeah, I just chose it not only because of the shuffle, but also at the same time. Fan of GCJ. I mean, GCJ was able to take tropes from the Three Six Mafia brand and just fucking run for miles with it. And not only that, but get everybody else along the way. Any of the features that he's on, or anyone that features on one of his songs, everybody's fucking stoked to be there. So yeah, that's my reasoning. <laughs> well, uh. Chris, buddy, I mean, TJ, you let him have fun. Yeah, well, I'm going to let you have fun with that first and uh, t- tell him what you think. Get him. Get him. 
Get him. Uh, um, I tried to be really positive with this one. I am not a 3-6 Mafia or Juicy J fan. I do like Gangsta Boo a lot. And I do love Project who Pat. Did, who didn't like Gangsta Boo, though, for real, though? Well, but I'm saying, and I like Project Pat, but Juicy is just one of them. 3-6 Mafia kind of overall. I was down south during that whole southern rap craze, and it took me a really, really, really long time to even be able to listen to them. So, was I did, it like just was it so much immersion into the area and just always hearing it, or it's to me it's so repetitive, like. Like, Juicy has songs where he literally says the same line over and over and over for, like, four minutes. And it's just like, dude, I get it. Like, you only smoke Hydro. You only smoke Bank or you only smoke. Like, you've said it 365 times in a row. I fucking get it. Now, Juicy's saving grace is he has incredible beats. Yeah, for sure. It, It sounds awesome in the car when the beats are hitting but the lyrics are just really painful (laughs) see i see like i i understand where you're coming from but at the same time it's kind of like if you can take like the fact that he can do that and be successful right also i got a question real quick though is there anyone else on this show for our three Choices that has a fucking Oscar. Anybody? Well, Anybody else? Anybody? Just me? Just my guy? Just my fucking guy? Oh, okay. Uh, Put um, to check real quick. Say so you have to take into account with me that I come from the KRS One in. Yeah, I love KRS One, man. Oh, you know, I I like the lyricist. I I like the underground lyricist type. So. Oh yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Well, I just I had to buy I had to bust everybody's balls real no, quick. Like, but, no. I love I love KRS one and the lyricist and and like public enemy and uh you know yeah, like, all of that. I, I have soul. Grown, I have grown to like three six a lot more now than I did in the past. Um so you know, I mean there were songs that were like okay. Yeah, yeah I can't listen to this, and then there were other ones that were like, "Okay, this is pretty decent. Like, I can, I can get down with this, you know." And uh, well, you know. it's it's like I always it's like I always say a chance when he brings Three Six Mafia. You bring the wrong fucking CDs. The, the, the first three CDs were the only good ones they did. Once they I went mainstream, once they went mainstream, it got fucked. Once they booted Infamous and once, like, fucking, I think Crunchy left too for a second or Koopsta, one of them, but. Well, it was Koopsta because they kicked out Crunchy for not abiding by his uh, sobriety. Uh, yeah, that's why they kicked out Infamous too, but. Hey, man. I mean, I don't know. Were, it's kind of a, I, I, it's kind of a business, you know. They're in it to yeah, make money. Yeah, but you're kicking out the two best people in the whole freaking group. Like, I mean, with, kinda, infa- 
Go ahead. Uh, so when they started out, they were kind of like Wu-Tang in a way. Were, were there like eight or nine of them or some shit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was bunches of them. Yeah, and then now they're down to like, what, two, two or well, three? Well, I mean, Koopsta and Infamous are dead and Gangsta Boo. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's just Crunchy Black, Project Pat, and Juicy J for the most part. <laughs> And DJ Paul, motherfucker. And oh yeah, I, yeah, I forgot about DJ Paul. I mean, you know, DJ Paul is great too. That's not part of him anymore, though, is he? I no, he he's not. No, he, it's just it's just DJ Paul and Juicy J. No, no, it's not though. They came Wait. back as dumb. They came back as dumb mafia six. Oh yeah, you're right. You always, yeah, I always forget about that. With all the members, and oh. DJ Paul, DJ Paul was signed to Psychopathic for a few years. Yeah, he did an album through them. But um, another yeah. vanity signing for psychopathic. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a fan, and even I can admit that's a fact. Yeah, like, I love ICP. I love psychopathic, but there are a number of people that they have had on that label over the years that were just you kind of had to scratch your head at and just been like, yeah, well. I mean, I don't know about that one. Like, these artists wanted to sign on. They're, they probably were a little looking for somebody to take them. Yeah. I mean, Vanilla Ice isn't joining anybody, just anybody's label, you know? But that's probably and, a good thing, though. <laughs> oh, don't get. No, 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 sir. His first, <laughs> after his first album, Vanilla Ice was great. Don't be sleeping on Vanilla Ice. Come on, like. Bipolar. Vanilla Ice was only good because he had Ross Robinson producing for him. Like, mm. like Ross Robinson color. turned him into corn, basically. Yeah, well, I mean, as Chanty knows, Juicy J is my, in my opinion, the least talented member of 3-6 Mafia. I mean, the guy that creates the beats. Least talented fucking guy. Oh, man. Yeah, well, he... he well, like I mean, oh, like they said, like they said to Dre, you should stick to producing. But <laughs> and you know, I although I, I mean, that's kind of that's like that's like apples and oranges because I would say that if we're gonna go based on lyrical capability as far as flow goes, Juicy J is better than Dre. So yes, Dre. What? What are you talking about? I, I will what are you defend, talking about? I will defend Chansey on this one. At least Juicy J writes his own lyrics. Facts. <laughs> like, even though they're not good lyrics, at least he still he does his write. own. Like, like he does. He's not like Dre with like four hundred ghost writers that you know. Um, so yeah, in that respect, in that respect, if we're talking, J, if we're talking Juicy J and Dr. Dre, then yeah, Dre should stick to producing. Yeah, well, Juicy J needs to go retire in Memphis somewhere and just haul up in a mansion. Because like, I think I think he, I think he should have probably came to the battle a little bit better prepared. Because I mean, comparing Dr. Dre and Juicy J is like, I, I mean, okay, so we're comparing greatness with greatness again. <laughs> no, we're comparing what could have been. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Fucking here we go, you know. Don't go there. I had to. I had to. I know as much as both of you hate this guy, I had to do it. I don't... Comparing greatness with greatness here. 
I don't hate Juicy J. He's just one of them people. No, I went. I, I was talking about Eminem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I quoted the M song. <laughs> truthfully, I don't hate M. I just don't connect to him. Like I just, his shit yeah. is nonsensical to me. Like I listen to his lyrics, and it's like, it's like listening to someone rap a Dick and Jane book. To me, you know, like it's just, you know, it's like. Ran, can, jan, fan. You know, he's just rapping words that are, and, and everybody will be like, oh, listen to the, the rhyme pattern or listen to the scheme. And yeah, I mean, yeah, and I like, oh, he raps fast? Awesome. So does Tech Nine. So does Twisted. So does Bone Thugs and Harmony. So does King Iso. So does it. 50 other rappers I could name. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I just, I don't connect to them. I, I just don't, like, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, and, oh my God, I just, Juicy J, after they went mainstream, just went from bad to 100% worse. Like, that's just what he, how he went. He His his lyrics weren't even good in the original 3-6 Mafia albums, but, like, he was at least decent back then, but his lyrics just got lazy as he got famous. Like, he'd rather just party all day rather than fucking write, actually write good lyrics like like he's there five minutes before the freaking recording like getting bitches lots of riches yeah i'm good okay <laughs> say say this five times in a row <laughs> but i guess all right, like, go. top fives <laughs> well, what's that what's that that gcj said shut the fuck up cats like dude what the fuck <laughs> yeah Chancy, what are your top five on this album? Um, number five. Well, I mean, obviously it's an album. You know. Uh, number five is uh, If It Ain't. Uh, number four is So Much Money. Uh, number three is Guns Plus a Mask. Uh, number two is All I Blow Is Loud. Number one is Bands Make a Dance. All right. And CJ? <clears throat> uh, number five, I had Stop It. Uh, number four, I had So Much Money. Uh, number three, Show Out. Uh, basically, Jeezy is kind of the saving grace of that whole song. <laughs> I'm a huge Jeezy fan. So, um, Number two is Money, I Do It. Um, just because even though the lyrics on that song are absolutely horrible, the beat is massive and sounds like really amazing um and number one simply because it has project pad on it uh no heart no love because yeah. i love project pat like pat's got one of them voices that just uh i put pat in the same category as like ice tea and scarface he's got one of them voices it's just yeah it's so mean sounding like it's just there's something in his voice it's just it's fucking grimy and mean and he just sounds like he knows or means what he fucking says, you know, and he's one of them dudes that, you know, uh, Kevin Gates is another one. Like, you know, when Kevin really gets on his shit, Kevin sounds like somebody you just don't want to fuck with. Like, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, Hop, yeah, that's what got yeah, Hobson. Yeah, Hobson, Hobson too, Hobson, yeah. Hobson, and I would even say Blazer did homie a little bit too, but. That motherfucker's big. Like, 
I've seen him on stage. Like he's fucking big. Who? Like Blaze you did, homie. Yeah. Blaze is Blaze is a big boy. And his freaking voice when like he wants to be mean is like, oh shit. Like Yeah, he's got that gravelly voice, but Scarface is the one for me though. Like when I hear Scarface, like Scarface, he just he sounds like a real life fucking gangster, man. Like his shit is so cold sounded. Like I never seen a man die until I seen a man cry. You know, and it's just he just sounds like he doesn't give a shit, bro. Like whether you live or die, you know, he's he's got that Tony Montana type of voice. You know, like, yeah. like you don't got my money? No, I don't care. Kill him. <laughs> you know, it's just I don't know, man. It's just something about Scarface's voice to me that I have always loved. Like uh, well, Chancy. I actually had an honorable mention. All that shit talking. All that shit talking. <laughs> you got an honorable fucking mention. <laughs> yeah, it, it somehow I was worried I, I wasn't going to have five originally after like the first couple of tracks, but then like I eventually just ha- end up having six. So I was like, okay. But my honorable mention is Gun Plus a Mask because that's one thing Three Six Mafia always does good is stick them up songs. But number five was Wax. Because Juicy J can also do weed songs very well. Number four was Smoke a Ninja for the same reason. Number three was Talking About. Number two was All I Blow Is Loud because why are there three weed songs in the CD? I don't know. But... Because it's Juicy J. I mean, and number there's one only two was... things. There's only two things that Juicy J can't say no to, and one of them is Ratchet Pussy. <laughs> Well, who can? But, <laughs> but, and no, no, number one was, of course, No Heart, No Love because of Project yep. Pat and, be, and because For the sure. that one was amazing. The flower beating that one were incredible. But I mean, Project Pat, I'll listen to anytime. Him and Little White together is amazing. Yeah. White's got that cool voice, too. Like, oh, he, he's got a very unique voice. I mean, I almost, I almost think between him and Mad Child, one of them could dethrone Eminem as like the fastest rapper. I think. Yeah, I, I, and I'll say this: all, all credit. I'm so happy for Jelly with the success he has. Yeah. Man, those two records that Lil White and Jelly did together, those No Filter records. Oh, those are amazing. Those are some banging ass records, bro. Like, oh, like, the, fir- the the first one especially. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah, the first. That song yep. is. I, I, when that when the first one when the first uh when the first no sick days came out, I saw them live. I saw Little White and Jelly Roll live. They they opened and Aqualio opened for Twisted. Nice. It, it was an awesome freaking show. Like uh, I, mean, I love Jelly Man, but I'm, I miss I miss. I, you know, yeah. I miss Travis yeah, and Jelly. <laughs> And the, and the funny thing is, when I, when I when I would go out for cigarettes, like the security guards would be like, "Yo, that was a good set you just did." Like right after Jelly Roll got the stage, they would think I was Jelly Roll. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm a big motherfucker, but I'm like, I ain't that big. Yeah. I ain't 450 pounds, homie. Oh, uh, okay, maybe I was closer than I thought, but still. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, see, I've been waiting for CJ to come back on for a while now because. There's one album I wanted to bring on, but no other guest is going to appreciate it and, and, help me, and help me put Chansey through it besides CJ. 
and or I had a few other I have a few others who would, but they haven't come back on the show because they're busy with their own rap careers slash wrestling careers. But the album I decided to bring, which I've been waiting months to bring now, was Dark Half's Graveyard Blues. has made an appearance on the show before when we and it, when it was a solo episode it was just me and Chancy. And it was I wanted to bring this I should have brought this down first, but I didn't just because of the one track and the other one. But this is one of my favorite albums to listen to when I am having a shitty ass day, when I am in the worst mood ever. This is my cheer me up album. Like just the whole mood of the album is perfect. Like, yeah, it's literally like watching, listening to a horror movie from beginning to end. And plus, I've said before in this show, freaking, their voices are incredible. Like, for rappers slash singers, their voices are incredible. And there's just the way they freaking combine their rap and song into one is a freaking godsend among rappers. Juicy J needs to take some lessons from them, in my opinion. But... But, CJ, I'm dying to know, what did you think of Dark Half's Graveyard Blues? <clears throat> well. <laughs> he had to clear his fucking throat, like, uh-huh. mm, uh, mm. 
notwithstanding that they have a song with Demon Bitch on it, uh, <laughs> which I completely skipped, I will admit, because I don't like her music. I don't like her um, as a person. I just had no interest whatsoever hearing anything that she's on. Um, musically, on the music side of the CD, I really did enjoy the music side of it. Like, I liked the mix. I liked the use of guitars and the beats and different things. And it was very different for the style of record. Um, lyrically, I'm kind of 60-40 on them. Obviously, they have talent. They're good voices. The singing parts were really good. Some of the lyrics, though, were dumb as fuck. Like, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of the really heavy, heavy horrorcore type of stuff. And some of the lyrics were just cheesy to me. And I was kind of just like, okay, this is a really good beat. The singing is really good. The music is good. The lyrics are just painful. Um, but notwithstanding, this was about 300% better than I expected it to be. <laughs> truthfully, when I saw Razakel's name attached to it, I was just immediately like, fuck, this is going to be fucking, this is going to be like satanic, and it's going to be fucking painful to listen to. It's going to be fucking horrible. And I just was sick. I was just braced myself when it started, like, God, this is going to be so fucking bad. I know it's going to be. And then I was, as it went along, I was kind of like, okay, you know what? This isn't nearly as bad as I was expecting it to be. Only nearly. Like, no, truthfully, dude, like, I don't like Razakel at all. And normally the shit she's on or associated with is fucking unlistenable. The production is bad. The vocals are done badly. It's just painful to listen to the, the shit well, that they do. Like, It's funny because Chancey actually listened to a whole Razakel album back a couple months ago. I am so sorry, Chancey. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> he, he he actually didn't hate on her too much because she he liked she he liked how much she mentions horror movies. But yeah, that that's uh, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for a good sample, especially if it comes out of a a, a horror film that I'm that I'm a fan of. I, I think part of it, part of it is friends of mine had some bad business dealings with her and sick. Um. But the other okay, well, part of it is that's huh? sick. That's not that's sick. That's not her. Sick Tanic's a fucking asshole. Like he but they're he faked it, he faked he faked being in a freaking car accident to get they're a game. They're a couple and they run the label together, so Well, I mean the label's been dead for a good five, six, ten, seven years now, but since 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 Sick Tanic pulled that car accident stunt, Rosical blasted him on all the social medias and she left SKR and everybody else did too. And he's now, he just came back with some new shit. I don't even want to listen to. But, okay, well, I guess I didn't know and, about all that, but, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like, and this came out, this, came, this Graveyard Blues came out back when SKR and um, LSP used to run together like that before um, Satanic pulled all, that, she, pulled all that shit. To me, at the same time, she tries, it almost like she tries really hard or too hard to try to be Snow, Snow the product. You know, like the way she does her hair, the way she does her makeup, the way she dresses, it's like she's trying mm-hmm. to emulate Snow in. Wasn't she around before Snow? She could have been, but she's I mean, nowhere near she as talented as Snow. Like, she's just not. I kind of disagree with that, but. Oh, no. Dude, that's. That, no. No, that's. No. <laughs> I mean, I like a lot of. I agree on that, Robo. Like, this is. I, I like a lot of stuff Snow the Product does, but I mean, it's just there's one song she did with uh, a couple guys, a couple of the guys from Strange, and like it's freaking, it was incredible. I haven't seen it. I actually haven't heard it in years, but it's I liked her back when I used to listen to her a lot. But yeah, I mean, and so, Dark Half, it, 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 they have those hardcore lyrics, man. I mean, ICP the same lyrics for God's sakes that they do. Kind yeah, of. and and I didn't I didn't penalize them really for the lyrics because musically. It was actually pretty decent. Like I, I liked, I liked the music. Like if, if they were just straight singing over it, it would have been kind of in the vein of the new Twisted record, almost. You know, and not quite yeah. as heavy, but had would would have had that same kind of vibe. And um, musically, a few of the songs kind of reminded me of Nirvana a little bit. Nirvana and in yeah. that, I guess guitar ish type of vibe. So, um, yeah, you know, I guess give them about a six and a half, seven out of ten. So, um, but like I said, way, way better than I expected it to be. Honestly, like, you know, I, I'll give you props on that. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, um, top five though for me, uh, forgive me is number five. Uh, number four is the decline. Number three is my psychosis with Boondocks. Uh, number two is dilemma, and uh, number one is toxidermy because come on, bro, it's got ROC and Mastermind on it, and you know, got to go with the got to go with the House of Crazy and the and the Nodis guys, man, because yeah. those are my dudes. <laughs> Yeah, well, Chanty. and Dr. Derby really does have a, a fucking awesome music track to it. Like, you know, the flow of that musically and lyrically. It, oh, I mean, that, I, I love that song. That's probably the best to me. That's the best song on the whole record. And, um, you know, uh, I don't know about that, but yeah. But Chanty, what did you think of Dark F for the second time? Uh, this one was a lot more disappointing. It was kind of one of those, well, I mean, I mean, so like, I think I'm kind of getting desensitized to it after all this point at this point, like, Mm. like it's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, we're here. We got this thing. We're going to listen to it. I'm going to pick five. 
Let's pick five. I got five. Cool beans. Good time. So he gave it a seven out of ten. I'll take the other three. I'll give it a three out of ten. <laughs> so between the two of us, you got a ten. So, <laughs> but I mean, no, I'm just I'm I'm breaking it. I'm breaking it. I'm, I I break his balls all as oh, much I, as I can. Anyway, I know. I'll, I'll it, break through it, the Honestly, I mean, it, I it, I. It, it, Fucking, I mean, I got nothing, man. It's you already know my favorite song on the fucking album, dude. For real, like, fuck. It's that's pretty much what it boils down to. Really, I mean, you already know what my favorite song on the album is. Fucking, that's the equivalency of what I give it to, and it was the best song on the album, which is a fucking travesty in and of itself. Well. I actually had four honorable mentions for the CD. Of fucking course you did. Because why would I not? Because it's um, it's it's one in my opinion it's one of the best CDs ever, like front to back. Like, <laughs> oh shit, I'm not on mute. Oh my bad. <laughs> Such <a> dick. <laughs> Wait, can I say that out loud? <laughs> But my number nine was my psychosis because that's Boondocks is amazing. We did Boondocks on this show about a month or two ago too. Number eight was Born Inside Casket. Sorry, CJ, but uh, I love Ros- I love Rosic Ellen. I loved Satanic before I knew the bullshit he did. But <laughs> and number seven was Dilemma because I love the flow in that song. That flow in that song is freaking unbelievable. I like the guitar track. It. Yeah. That's what makes it for me. Is. I mean, Scum Scum helps them produce it all. Well, he he helped them do so before Gino Colt shit died. But and number six was bleeding. I I think Cousin Cleese is on that, which he's not a big. Yeah. He's not he, he's not that well known. He hasn't he never really did that much, but he was always good when he guessed on stuff. I heard. And number five, like two was tracks. Yeah, I mean. But number five is the decline because that the flow. I mean, the flow in all these songs is freaking incredible. And number four was "Forgive Me," like the freaking, just like it's almost symphonic that song. Like it just, it's all about that anger building up. Like put that with "Revenge of the Sith" at the end, and you're perfect. But actually, it would, it would fit perfectly with the lyrics. But uh, number three was "Speaking in Tongues" because that. I mean, oh man, same thing for all these. They're all freaking amazing. I could have wrote down lyrics, but then I'd be here for a half hour saying lyrics, so it would just wouldn't too many good ones. But number two was tempting torture, and of course number one because it's almost comedy how much they make it sound like a pop rock like Nirvana song. Number one is rape. I expect you to say "fuck you." I hate you. Uh, I no, I see. I was trying not to put, put every song on my list, so I, that one got left behind. You know, I do love that song, but but that song almost does sound like uh, Three Days Grace" like style too. Like, so I mean, yeah, it's I I get where you're going with going with that one, but the rape. I is thought the title one. alone, and you you have it for the title, but. No, because I mean, if you, there's actually a music video for uh, 
rape and it's they rape track and it's freaking uh like it's just like a party video it's all it is and it's just like do they know what this word means and they're just using it wrong or <laughs> it's just like you keep saying you keep saying this word but i think you don't i don't think you know what it means because <laughs> like i don't know i think they do it ironically like i it's just supposed to be like a weezer type song almost even just darker but i don't know I, it, it was the first song of theirs I ever heard, and that's what made me want to listen to all their music because I just heard that. And I was like, if they sing this, like, in a, I'm like, who are they? Weird Al rappers? Like, like, I was just like trying to figure out who they were at first, and it's too bad Gino died because they could have put out a lot more great albums. But, Chanty, what were your top five? Uh, um, <laughs> actually, you listed off most of my top five for real. Oh, I'm sure I did. No, number five was born in a, born inside a casket. Number four was speaking in tongues. Number three was my psychosis. Uh, number two was tempting torture. Yeah. And I mean, fucking, what do you think my number one was? Rape. <laughs> no, it was the fucking intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, not no, seriously, it was solid. That was solid as fuck. Because I mean, it had it had kick ass blues like. Legit blues. Like I, I when it came on, I'm like, what the fuck is Jeremy like? What the fuck? Talking all that shit about Sunhouse. He brings me fucking basically Delta fucking blues at the beginning of this fucking stuff, this album. And then and then all of a sudden there's fucking there's all these they're like there's these samples from these horror films. It's like, oh, oh, oh. So yeah, it's the best song on the fucking album. And you fucking they just blew their load right down with the gate. Just I'm waiting for the reveal here where you're like, no, this, but really, this is my number one. Not this time, bud. <laughs> I'm going back to my roots. I'm going back to my roots on this one. You son of a motherless goat. But. Well, that's three albums, folks. <laughs> Nothing not to say at that point. But uh, even he's like, I'll give him another couple seconds, just in case he's trying to get the long game. No, dude, like for real, the intro was my number one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. But well, we we want to thank the music guy CJ Plain for coming on once more to discuss these albums three. And we'll be back next week with another guest. Who it is, I have no idea off the top of my head. But <laughs> you'll find out. You'll find out. But, Mr. CJ, where can they find you? All over the web. Uh, pretty much any social media. Just uh, type in that right there. Music got CJ playing all one word. Uh, the website, you can't see it right here, but it's uh, riotonthesetmedia.rocks. And, um, we're going to have the audio version of the podcast here probably within the next few days to go along with the YouTube channel, uh, which is the Music God Reacts. Uh, hasn't been real active, but uh, getting ready to kick that back up again. And, and uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're going to do this again. I'm going to bring these two on my show because I have a record, and I'm going to send them the actual music files. And the reason is because this is a record that 
I know Chancey's going to love because it directly relates to his favorite band. Um, and I know. No, I'm, cu- I'm curious as fuck now. I, I, I know it's a band you don't know because they were super rare. I only had two records, but when you hear this record, you're going to be like, holy shit, how did I not know this band? Um, so, yeah. Anyways, I, I think, we're going to let these two think, do it because, yeah. Anyways, next. You're, underestim- you're underestimating Chansey. I hate to tell you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, under- for. Uh, under- well, I'll get. I'll have you tell me the name after after we're done recording. Just to- after re-listening to what we were, you guys did on Saturday, and then listening to this record, I just kept thinking the comparisons in style are so fucking similar. I just kept thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, like how? And it, it was literally to the point that I looked up the members of this band and compared it to. Dog Fashion Disco to see if they had common members, you know, because... Oh, yeah. Nice. I was like, nope, there's no common members, and there's a, a decade apart in the timeline. But musically, I'm telling you, dude, when you hear this, you're just going to be like, holy shit, how did I miss this? Like, hmm. so, well, be, next. <laughs> I don't mean to blow guard the whole... No, time, you're good, next, man. Next, next, next time, you have to bring it. But or on your show either way. But uh, yeah, Chancy, where can they, to do it. All right, and Chancy, where can they find you? Um. Well, you know, Facebook, my name, uh, Instagram, TikTok, the Red Eye Roundtable, fucking Twitter, Red Eye Table, fucking Elon. Come on, man. Let me get more than the tip in. Come on. Um. Maniacal music musings. Ma, racha, cha, 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 cha. Chancey's been on those edibles for caffeine in today, folks. But um, yeah, you can find both of us on Facebook as Paranormal Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings Podcast, the S Facebook group. You can find us on Twitter and the Gram as that Juggalo Bastard. And you can find us on TikTok as that Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And on YouTube as Maniacal Music Musings. Or you can find us on the Blind Knowledge Network. But until next time. Your musers are out of here.
cause I killed all my family Don't you know what's wrong with me? Why can't I breathe? And I can't mend Don't you know what's wrong with me? Why can't I breathe? And I can't Always going ape shit, always feels like breaking Wondering if he could build a spaceship He lets go, everyone he loves so Writing down his death note Yeah, this world can be so cut bro, he's helpless Ain't nobody there to help you out when you feel breathless Ain't nobody paying them their bills, he's so neglected Wondering if he should snatch your purse or snatch your necklace All the motherfuckers in this world, they hate his reckless like me, I can't believe that I'm Slowly dying without you by my side Wondering what could be wrong this time Will I ever become part of the Would you see? Would you lies on me? Never lies on me I don't know So dead inside, wondering if I should try Don't you know what's wrong?
There's an angel in my ear, but the devil sings more clear. Could you show me the way to heaven, dear? And I've got these broken bones from a burden I won't show. But I'm sure you'll notice it when I'm not here. Time is moving on, so why can't you? And I knew all along heaven help you. And I can't mend these wounds, so I'm digging my grave, my own grave. Could you help me? I hate this. Is this the way life should be? Killing in a heart, I'm in the floor under the cement. 